Amen. Hey.
Yes. Let us just say, Indeed, O Lord, then our precious brother Kulu will come forth, hallelujah, to open the service of the Lord with prayer. Amen. Indeed, O Lord, Father, 
Oh Lord Almighty, we just want to thank you for the privilege, oh God, to be found, oh God, in none other than your presence, oh God. Because, Heavenly Father, oh God, your presence, oh God, brings new hope, oh God. Your presence, oh God, brings growth, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we're reminded, oh God, of that road of Aaron, oh God, dry as it was, oh God. But, Heavenly Father, when it reaches into your presence, oh God, Heavenly Father, it budded, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, how much grateful should we be in your presence, oh God, knowing that, Heavenly Father, oh God, the results that come from your presence, oh God, they are compared to none other, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, that's why Brother Branham says, O oh God, it is victory to be in the presence of God. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this morning, O oh God, that Heavenly Father, we are in your presence, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we don't want to take you, O oh God, your presence for granted this morning, O oh God. We just want to say, O oh God, have your own way, O oh God. Because Heavenly Father, when you had your own way, O oh God, that bush, O oh God, burnt, O oh God, where that attracted Moses, O oh God, but it was not consumed, oh God. When you have your own way, oh God, miraculous things happened, oh God. Heavenly Father, even this morning, oh God, we just want to say, most gracious Heavenly Father, have your own way, oh God, in our lives, oh God. Heavenly Father, we release our cares, we release everything, oh God. For we know that Heavenly Father, oh God, you are greater than all, Heavenly Father, until the man of God preaches the message, oh God. The greater than Solomon is here, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we believe that Heavenly God, the greater than our trials is here, O oh God. The greater than our problems is here, Heavenly Father. We just want to say, Heavenly Father, take full harness of your service, O oh God. Take full harness of everything, O oh God. As our precious brothers leading us with the songs of Zion, O oh God. May you hide them, O oh God. Underneath, O oh God, the blood that was shed on Calvary, O oh God. May those songs of Zion, O oh God, bring us closer, O oh God, to, O oh, Heavenly Father, to familiar places in Christ Jesus, oh God. Oh God, as you're also going to be preparing the heavenly manner for today, oh God. Have your own way, oh God. This is our cry today, oh God. We don't want to say much, oh God, but heavenly Father, we want to say, oh God, we are yielded and still, oh God. We are waiting for you to mold us, oh God, according to your will and according to your purpose, oh God. We just want to pray and say, heavenly Father, oh God, have your own way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Kina limwe medi moya. Oh, halalela kina limwe medi moya. Oh, halalela moya.
While Lighthouse Tabernacle is blessing us, hallelujah, as we take our seat, amen.
other announcements are coming forth. Hallelujah.
Jengabantu singak dumaza, oguyang oguetela. God was calling his son to say, "I'm going to go along with you." We just have to hold on that hand. Oh, dinagutu bambelele usona le sosanta leso. Uzwa pumelele zake. God bless you all. Kulugulan bosi senonge. Agus men ngenya wazetu oma umelu swete simtanda yo. Let us just sing welcome, welcome, Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost to speak in our past.
Amen. We greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And there are just three people that had brampanyances. I must just acknowledge. Uh, they'll just indicate by raising their hand. It's time. Ngobile Sibia, Udate Ngobile Sibia, Nombuso, Nombuso, and Sirius Similani. Sirius Similani. If they can just raise their hands. Mabanga Pamisizanda Zabo. Amen. We welcome you. Welcome you this morning. Amen. Without waste of time, let's go to the reading of the word. And we'll read in the book of Luke 16. Uh, verse. Verse 11. Verse 11. Amen. Just look 16. Uh, only verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. In that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Futi Uma, Beninega, Utenbegi, Ogogo Muni, Ubani, Oyakuninega, Ogoguin. Now, let's repeat. If you have not been found, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Agasipindeni, Futi Uma, Beninega, Tembegi, Ogogo Muni. Amen. And then we will just go and read another scripture in the, in the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 36. Verse 36. Acts 13, verse 36. <laughs> He found it written this man. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God and fell on his lip and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. Amen. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, a prayer has already gone forth inviting your presence. Amen. And Lord, we acknowledge that you are in our midst. Because this morning we can't move even an inch without you leading us. Amen. This is your service. You planned it and predestinated it before the foundation of the world. And that is why at this point in time as believers, we are receptive towards your word. 
whatever you've got in store for us, deliver it in a manner that it is dear God. All we can say is just say amen to your word. Amen. Because we can only respond to your word because we are part of the word. As the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that same word became flesh. And I believe today the word has become flesh. But not in the flesh of Jesus, but in the flesh of these men and women. That is why whenever this word is being presented to us, because we've got the nature of the word, we can punctuate it by saying amen. Because that is our origin, dear God. Lord, as we are going to go through the service, if there are those that are sick and afflicted, heal them, dear God. If there are those that are spiritually weary, grant them and rejuvenate them spiritually. So that when we leave from this place, every man and woman in their hearts should be able to say, it was beneficial to go to the house of the Lord. I believe men and women are here because they want to prepare for that great flight, dear God. And help me as I'm standing in front of them to be able to bring what is required for the hour, to be able to prepare them, dear God. And as you prepare them, prepare me as well. I'm not an exemption. I'm part of the service. I'm part of the audience. You are the main speaker, dear God. As we commit the word to you, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. As you take your seats. (coughs) Amen. And we greet all of you. Once again, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are greeting you all, believers. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. To this morning, we just want to speak about a subject that says the blessing of saving another man's ministry. Amen. The blessing of saving under saving another man's ministry. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's a very awkward subject. Uh, because we live in a time where uh, People say, we don't want to be under a man, we want to be under God. And you can't blame them because uh, uh, leaders, spiritual leaders have been crooks in our time. Amen. So, even today, Uh, the spiritual leaders are viewed with suspicion. Uh, Every person that you come in contact with you knows one way or the other. He knows uh, a spiritual leader Uh, uh, that has been a crook. Amen. Are there anyone that has ever seen a spiritual leader who is a crook? 
Bakona Bagababona Baholi Besmoya by Kibinguna. Amen. Brother Kulu is so one. It looks like everybody somehow has come in contact with a spiritual crew. Amen. And uh, how many... Uh, feel that the church in the end time is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Amen. I'm told that the church has become a, a bank these days. Amen. Where pastors go to withdraw money every Sunday. Amen. And when they look at people, they don't see souls. They see a series of ATMs that they must withdraw from. Amen. Amen. So, today you've got people that are in church but are suspicious of church. Uh, It's no longer easy just to trust the church. Uh, It's no longer just easy to trust leaders. Amen. But I'm just encouraged to know that for every uh, fake uh, banknote, Amen. If you see a fake hundred rands, it tells you that uh, there is a genuine one somewhere. If you see a fake pastor, there must be a genuine one somewhere. If you see a fake church, there must be a genuine church somewhere. Actually, when you see a counterfeit, you should not be uh, depressed. It just tells you that it must have been copycated after something that is genuine. Amen. It's like somebody saying, Me, I won't go to church. There are hypocrites at church. It's like somebody saying, I won't go to church. There are hypocrites at church. Amen. But there are hypocrites even in the bar lunch. At workplaces, you find hypocrites. I've never seen somebody stopping going to work because there are hypocrites at work. Uh, they just go to work because they know what they need to do when they get there. So a worshiper must go to the house of the Lord to worship because he knows why he's going there. Because ultimately it's a matter between you and the Almighty God. Amen. So I, I want to speak about this subject, but particularly looking at the leadership. Amen. Uh, I think uh, we acknowledge that there is a, 
a scarcity of leadership in the end time. Be it in the community, be it in churches, be it in the nations. Even families today, uh, leadership is scarce in the family. Amen. But uh, we know that when Adam was first brought forth from the hand of God, he was made to be a leader of his environment. Amen. So, uh, we'll come to that one. Amen. So, we, we want to look at the leadership. Uh, but firstly, looking at a blessing the blessing of saving under another man's ministry. I think the most critical decision that you would ever make as a human being is who are you going to marry? After you have settled that difficult one, where am I going to worship? Amen. Those are two critical things in life. Because if you can get it wrong as to who you should marry, then your life will be derailed. Amen. And after, if you got it right as to who you marry, you must find a right church or a right ministry to be under. And you must believe in that ministry. And uh, I'm very sensitive when it comes to this part because I've realized that if people could be injured in, let's say, in a, in a liquor joint, or to be hurt in a liquor joint. It's easy for them to be held. The drunk man that they beat him up last night is still in the same liquor joint this morning. But if they were to beat you up in church, that is the last time we saw you. So it, it tells you that uh, when you choose a place where you need to worship, it is a, a very sensitive place. And every man must find God's chosen place of worship. And the place that you choose to worship God, it must be immune from evil. It must be protected it against the attacks of the devil. And actually, for me, I would say this morning, I'm not worshipping yet Lighthouse Tabernacle. Because it's not a God's chosen place of worship. A lot can happen in this place. But I found a God's chosen place of worship 
that the devil cannot access where if I am into it I cannot be touched I cannot be moved I am there to serve eternally and that is in Christ Jesus Amen a God's chosen place of worship is Christ Jesus Amen and, and others that have found the place and are very happy to have found that place Amen so the prophet of God says here in the message the leadership it's in paragraph 2-3 he says now somebody helped you when you made your first step and your last step you ever make in life somebody will be leading you that's right I want you to remember that your first step somebody led you and all of us it was our mothers when they saw us taking that first step and maybe they told daddy that he can walk today and everybody was excited that you can walk amen until such time they started telling you to be careful. Um, it's quite amazing that when you raise a child, sometimes you can transfer your bad habits to the child. You know, the Bible says no one can enter into the kingdom of God unless they are like children. You know why the Bible brings the child into the picture in relation to the kingdom of God? It is because a child believes everything. A child does not analyze. A child does not know the way impossible. All things are possible to a child. If you ask your child what you want to be, I, he might say, I want to be a doctor and a pilot. In your thick head, that's impossible. To be a pilot and a doctor, no, be real. So that means as we grow up, we begin to inherit the adult doubts. Some of the doubts that you've got is not your own, you inherited them. You inherited them from your family. Uh, even some families have uh, uh, accepted. Uh, we are nothing in the community. And even when they raise the children, they tell them that we are nothing. And they raise a generation of people that believe that they are nothing. Amen. But to be what you want to be, it's a choice. But I say somebody led you when you took your first step. And Somebody will be leading you when you take your last step. So when you take your last 
will have a spiritual significance. It's wonderful. They say, your natural father uh, tells you, shows you who, where you come from or tells you where you come from. Your natural father tells you where you are from. But your spiritual father tells you where you are going. Hallelujah. Uh, do you see the last step, the first step and the last step? Amen. But uh, maybe just to, to remove noise around the subject. The Bible simply says, how can how can how can can uh, you be uh, trusted uh, with another uh, that is in 16 uh, I think it's 1610 if I'm not mistaken in the book of Luke uh, 16 verse actually uh, is, is 12. 12 if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's who shall give you that which is your own? Forty Oma Beninga Tembeki Kokomunye Ubani Oyakuniga Okunguinuna. Amen. Let let me put it in this manner as we start. There's just some unusual statements that I would make this morning. Akeni Bega Lendela Pamutiskale Gunim Gunim Kulumum Amen. It is not we have made it to sound like it's wrong. But it's us as people that made it to sound like it's wrong. It's, it's not God, it's not the Bible. It is not wrong to want to become a pastor. It's not wrong if one wants to become a deacon. I know you will not say amen. You have never heard this in the message. Amen. I think the message is like the ANC. Where people, who, one wants to be a president, but I'm waiting where the ANC will put me. Amen. I say, I'm waiting where the ANC will put me. I'm told that in the ANC, if you say you want to be a president, you will never be one. But I've realized that that's how it operates on this continent. It is not wrong for a young man to come to the elders and say, I want to be groomed to be a deacon one day. Well, is it wrong? Can you be as communicated for that? The Bible says it is a good thing. Amen. It's not wrong for a young man to go to a deacon and say, Groom me that I need to be like you in the future. Or go to the trustees and say, oh, I want to be a trustee one day. Or go to the pastor and say, Pastor, one day I want to be a pastor. You know why leaders will not accept that? It is because sometimes we think that we are in this position 
deficiency eternally. I'm not going to be a pastor eternally. I've got my allocated time that I must serve and I must exit and hand over to the next generation. You know what? And I want to say when it comes to the leadership and this is something that I've learned earlier on. Never attach value on what you are but attach value on who you are. I don't know whether somebody heard me. Never attach value on what you are. What you are is your position. But who you are is your identity. You must know that I can be me without the position. Hallelujah. And if it is like that, then your life will be very wonderful. Amen. I, 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 I was talking to some denominational uh, ministers. Amen. It is uh, the elderly there. And I, I picked up that if, if the pastor can preach a sermon and everybody says amen and later maybe the pastor is not around a young man preaches and the church is happy. When the pastor comes, when they tell him that hey, the message was wonderful. Hey, he gets upset. When they hear this young man. But I, I've come to realize that if you are a leader, your young man is doing good, you take credit. They, they are your product. And you must remember the one that comes after you will be better than you. If you think Madiba is a better pastor, wait until you have another pastor. Because with God it can only get better. He can only increase the standard. And, and you must remember when you lay the foundation if you lay the foundation nobody will ever come to you and say this house is beautiful but when you come and put the roof then everybody says it's wonderful imagine if somebody becomes upset I was laying the foundation no one ever said it's beautiful but the clever one must know that there isn't the roof is beautiful is because the foundation was right. What I'm simply saying is that as leaders we are not living for ourselves, we are living for the next generation. And our young men they must stay awake. Because you must remember when it comes to the spiritual leadership the Bible is very clear it simply says, if you can lead your family, how can you hit, lead the house of the Lord? Before you leave the church, we check how you get married. 
how you lead your family because if you can't lead your family how can you lead such big people number of people so every young man by virtue they are leaders hallelujah and either you must manage your leadership and actually maybe just to put it out a leadership is not a position a leadership is the result hallelujah what makes you a leader is the result and when we speak about the reason today people are very suspicious and people are very skeptical about a church it's because leader, spiritual leaders have come to a point where they want to be saved rather than saving leadership is about becoming the servant of the people not for the people to be your servant it's some people in church this morning and you must remember you can't be a great leader until you are a great follower he who cannot be he who cannot follow cannot lead Joshua was able to lead because he followed Moses Elisha was able to lead because he followed Elijah the disciples were lead because they followed Jesus Timothy was able to lead because he followed Paul. My question would be, who are you following this morning? If you can't follow anybody, you can't lead anybody. Because Because if you are not following, you are not leading. Actually, it is a crisis to live a life without a pastor. Actually, it is irresponsible to be a human being without a pastor. It is irresponsible to have a family without having a church. It is irresponsible to have a family without worshiping the Almighty God. You can't lead your family unless you follow somebody. I can't lead you as a church until I follow God. If I can't follow, I can't lead. But have you realized today? people want to lead without following. People want to be served without saving. That's why we've got crisis today. In the olden days, people would follow. You know, in the olden days, things were very easy. A policeman could go to downtown and say to 30 men, you men follow me. And they will walk and they will follow him. One policeman against 20 men. Let me tell you something. Today, 20 policemen can lead one man. Are we together? Amen. Are we still together? Let's continue on this sub. Is it a good subject? Do we enjoy it? Amen. Uh, All right. Amen. As a leader, 
Jengumhole. And he is something very critical. If you can save under a man that is growing, a man that doesn't grow will keep you where you are. Are we together? Because if I don't go higher, I can only press down. Amen. And if I go down, I press you down. You will hear things that you have not heard this morning. <laughs> Amen. Let's continue here. The, the prophet says, that is in the message, the gifts and callings are without repentance. Lies in the gifts and callings are without repentance. Paragraph 6. Paragraph 6. Jesus said, I can if you believe. You know, Jesus was the greatest leader that we've ever seen in, in human history. He gathered 12 men and touch them and tell them that I'm leaving you. Because sometimes the greatest act of leadership is you measured when you leave. Amen. Leadership, you don't see it when people are still around. How many people you thought were great leaders after they are gone, whatever they built, crumbled? Great presidents, they came. But when they left office, the nations went into war. Great pastors came when they died, their churches crumbled. The only show, thing that shows that you are a great leader is when you are gone and things are still right. That's why in this church we don't believe that we are building a church, we are building a mission. Because a mission, you can transfer it from one generation to the other. And I hope the leaders as well in this church, they've got a desire that what we are doing, it must sustain itself without us. What we have, we must pour it into the next generation. Maybe somebody is sitting there and saying, I'm a sister. How does it relate to me? Wasn't it Paul that said, or it was Titus? It was Paul writing to Titus. And said, let the aged woman teach the young woman. My question is that, if you've got talents, and you've got capabilities, and you've got certain qualities. When you die, if they, if they vanish, you have lived a life of a failure. My question would be, do you have a young person that you are pouring yourself into them? Did you hear? It doesn't only belong to the pastor, that assignment. It belongs to every man and woman in church. 
these little things that you are pouring into somebody? Is there somebody spiritual that you are mentoring on a Christian journey? Are you, are you transferring your knowledge to somebody? If that doesn't happen, then you are living a life that is empty. Because a life that has got a purpose is when you pour yourself into somebody. That even when we bury you, you can say, I have planted a seed on the earth. Amen. Are we together? I hope we are together. Now Jesus said, I can if you believe. Now in order to believe God, I can if you believe. As a pastor, I can if you believe. A leader can't do unless the people believe. Actually, the followers, they bring the best out of a leader. Let me, I've learned as a pastor, I just don't want to have a church. I need to have a church that is of quality. Because your followers reflect your character as a leader. That's why in this church we don't lower the standard, we increase the standard. Because our standard is the way to will never compromise on it. Let me tell you, if we were to drop the standard of the weight, this church is too small for this community. Everybody would want to come here. I'm not being proud. We've got good stuff. This message is a good stuff. Everybody would want to come into the message. All the visitors, when they come and hear the message, they say it's wonderful. But you know why they don't accept it? The message is the only thing that you cannot accept without sacrificing something. You have to let go in order to accept. But people do not want to let go. If this church was to say, come as you are, this church will be too small. But it will be followers that are of a shallow character. Because when you lower the standard, you compromise the quality of the followers. We will have a big church, but somebody will divorce and marry next week. We will have a big church, a boy will have a girlfriend in church. We will have a big church, a young man will be drunk last night and singing for us this morning. But you know why? We've got a standard. We have decided that we would rather be few but of quality and follow the Almighty God. I hope we are together. Imagine if we were just coming to church and we made it a music church. By now, we would have put a tent outside. There won't be enough people to enjoy the music. But we've got the music, but we've got the way. And in this church, it's not just about talent. 
You can sing with talent but not bless us. And you can sing without talent and bless us. It's the life that you live before you serve us. Again, if you believe. Now, in order to believe God, most people have to have something to look at. Something visible. Something to look at to represent God. And especially in our African culture. If you pray for an old woman without giving her oil or ash, or Vaseline. It doesn't feel like you have prayed for them. An African must have something tangible that he can put in the house and say, yeah. They said I must just uh, smear myself three times a day. You know why it's like that? In this church, I'll put, I'll put it in this manner. We want to empower people to have access to God. Even when you are not, we are not close to you, we want to teach you that it's possible for you to access. You don't need to wait for Sunday. You can go on your knees and say, God, here am I. Are we together? Because we want to empower the people. But I will be very suspicious with a ministry that is creating a dependability mindset in me. Before I buy a car, I must phone the pastor. Before I do this, I must phone a pastor. If I want red shoes or white shoes, I must phone the pastor. No, you must be empowered. My responsibility is for you, for me to teach you how to make right decisions. Not for me to make decisions for you. Are we together? But a lot of leaders would want them to phone them first. They say there's a problem. Especially in our culture. If they can see a black cat in the yard. When we see a black cat. Let me tell you, if you worship with us, don't phone me when you see a black cat. Just decide you can keep it and say it's a lovely cat. Or if you don't like it, you can kill it. But when you come, you can give me a report and say, Pastor, there was a black cat, I dealt with it. The church must be empowered. Because what we've got, you must have. Wasn't it what God had he put into Christ? Whatever Christ had he put it into the church. The same power that God has, you've got. The same power that Christ has, you've got. The same power that I've got, you've got. Everybody has got a power this morning. 
You don't need to travel to Nigeria. You can pray wherever you are. Stop depending on people. Depend on God. Amen. Are we together? Amen. But first you need to check the ministry. Because Either a ministry, a ministry can liberate you or it can enslave you. Amen. Two things. Either it sets you free or it binds you. Amen. And it's tough to worship in a ministry that has bound you. It's like going to a witch doctor. There's never a witch doctor that will tell you and say, today everything is fine, this is your last consultancy, I don't want you anymore. Uh, you will never find such witch doctors. Every time when you come, hey, there's a problem. Somebody wants to kill you. There is a noise on the roof. When you go next time, no, there's something that they have planted in your yard. You can never exhaust the advices of a witch doctor. You know why? He's creating a dependability on you because he's caching. And we Africans, we like depending. And another man just tells you and say, go and buy a ship. I just need the heart of that ship. But it doesn't allow you to bring the heart alone. You bring the whole ship. His children eat. Your children don't eat. <laughs> Are these things not happening? Amen. You even tell the people and say, he said he wanted a sheep and a goat. You'll never find a witch doctor that says, you know what? you've got the power within you. The answer to your situation is in you. And that's what we love about this message. The third pool ministry simply says, the answer is within you. When God, Moses went to God crying, God said to Moses, why cry? Speak the word. The answer is we with you, Moses. Amen. I don't measure the success of my pastorship based on the number of the people that come to see me in the office. The less number of God, the more successful I think I am. That means people are able to meet their Goliaths. And say, this Goliath is coming down. Or on their own. But 
But a lot of pastors, the bigger the the, the longer the line, the more successful he is. Amen. Amen. A well-touched church. It's it's just a relief to your pastor. Amen. But a poorly taught church. That has got dependability. Amen. It's a problem. Amen. Do you believe that you've got power within you? You can pray out of your situation. You don't need even a dollar or a rent. You can pray out of your situation. Amen. I'm just showing you the ministry. Before you serve, you need to understand the nature of the ministry. Now he says now in order to believe God most people have to have something to look at. Something visible. Something to look at to represent God. I, he says I believe one of the hardest things that God has ever had to do was to get one mortal to believe another mortal. We we won't believe one another. We don't believe in one another. And actually, the more I know you, the less I believe in you. Hallelujah. That's why I'm told Mboru is upset that people went to Nigeria when he's around. Amen. They want somebody that they don't know. Amen. The more they know you, then they, they, stru- they struggle to believe. And this has misled so many ministers. I, I travel sometimes. And you preach in different places. And people come to you. Pastor, that's such a wonderful message. Pastor Madiba is a man of God. He's a dynamic preacher. And we praise you. It's because they don't know you. And if you are a visiting, if you are a pastor that is not mature, you will come and even say, you lighthouse tabernacle. You don't appreciate me. I was in Rastenberg. They love me there. It's because they don't know you. If you go there, after three months, but we didn't see clearly. Even the church, you love visiting ministers. And they preach wonderful, you are happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Because why? He's just a visitor. He doesn't know you. He's just passing by. But if it's Pastor Mariva, maybe he even told you before he preached that you came late. And you're looking there and saying, Ah, he's preaching. 
preaching but I don't hear anything. It's because he's building you. Doesn't it happen even in marriage? A man that is married to a woman will appreciate another woman there and say, but you know, sister, so and so. Even the way she sings in church. (laughs) Ask her husband. We've got a tendency to appreciate things that are far. Amen. It's it's happening. A man is married to a woman. And the woman says, because your wife will always remind you of your responsibilities. She will tell you that you look hands up up to a point. But she won't tell you everybody that you are hands up. When she says, hey, the school fees. Hey, we need to pay this and that. Until you say, hey, like I go And if you are not spiritual, you get a concubine and you leave your wife for concubine that concubine later will remind you as well because she can't remind you of school fees because you don't have kids but the day you have kids with her she will say school fees have you seen that a man that divorces and marries he will always divorce that one and live again and I don't know why wealthy women don't understand. The men, that, the, woman, the men that ran away from another woman will run away from you. This man is a runaway. Amen. They are even proud and say, he left her for me. It's only for a season. Amen. But don't we thank God about this message? Of men that will never run away. Amen. Sisters, men run away outside. But this message puts the glue under your husband's solar. Amen. Before anger must run away, he must clear it with me first. Amen. You know that a structure can protect you? If you are a married man and you've got married people, which is a scripture, should we read the scripture? Amen. Let's read them this scripture. I'll find it. It's a beautiful scripture. I want to read it for you, it will add value to you. I'll get it quickly for you. 
that's Proverbs 13. Verse 20. Verse 20. Uh, this one we'll read it together on the screen. Uh, just get it. Proverbs 13, 1, 3. Verse 20. Verse 20. Let's read it together on the screen. Here it is. Uh, let's allow the church to read it, Bramses. Let's, let's, let's read it. song, Amen. He that walketh with married people shall be married. He that walketh with divorced men shall be divorced. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. You are who you are based on the company that you keep. That's why as a sister before you get it to a man, look at his friends. If a husband can come with somebody and say, it's my friend. Amen. And maybe their friend has got the wife with him. The next day you see that friend of his with another woman at the mall hugging her. As long as your husband doesn't see anything wrong with that, he's going to become that. Amen. Did you hear me? Amen. Let's read it. It's a beautiful verse. Let's start here. You can start. You read it, but there's no energy. I need that energy. <laughs> read it until I hear the energy. Amen. If you befriend fools, you'll be destroyed. Amen. The company that you keep determines your altitude. How many people have we lost in the message because of friends? How many young people you as parents tell them that your friends are wrong. Then you just say, no, they are my friends. He that keeps a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Amen. Even when you send a child to varsity, after six months, check the friends that he has. They will tell you whether he will complete his studies or not. Even you that are here in Whitbank because you came because of learning institutions. Check your friends. It will determine where you are going. Are we together? Amen. 
Shall we continue? Amen. Now, in saving, Moses had Joshua. The Bible says Joshua, a Caleb, had a different spirit. Joshua, from the word go, when they left Egypt, Joshua was already prepared for leadership based on how he was saving. He learned from Moses. He was close to Moses. And the more he learned from this great leader Moses, but Moses as well, when you look at the interaction between Moses and Joshua, you will realize that Moses prepared Joshua even before God chose Joshua. It was Moses that sent Joshua with one of the spies. It was Moses that invited Joshua to the mountain when he went to worship God. And when the time came, it was no brainer that Joshua was going to be a leader. Because why he followed. But the problem, you know, life is about a race. When you run the race, I don't know whether have you seen the people running the race. The, the most important important thing in the race is the baton. The change of the changeover of the baton. And when we run the race, experienced athletes know when you are about to receive the baton, you are not looking back because that will waste time. You just do it like this hand. Hallelujah. Mm. Expecting something to drop in your hand. Hey, I tell you, my brother, the church in the church today, we blame young men that they are useless. But it's because young men have been scratching the spread. Uh, spreading their hands for a long time to receive something but there is nothing coming. Is it true? Even in the message we don't groom young people. But we are quick to blame them. You lost generation. But what have we done? to make sure that they are not a lost generation. Because if they are lost, they reflect that we have not touched them right. Before you blame a young person, check whether you have put yourself into them first. What have we done to build them? Amen. Are we together? okay. I see amens are now dropping. Yeah, one amen, but Allah Amen. You may be great, but unless that greatness you deposit into somebody, it's useless. If you're a great singer, 
People are looking at me with surprised eyes. Elisha. Elisha. Followed Elijah. And that's why he could say, and he was he was clear. I need a double portion of this man's spirit. When he went to Gilgal, he went with him. When he went to Bethel, he went with him. And let me sensitize something to you as a church. Look, as time goes by, we age and there was one thing that is sure we're going to die. And Madiba is not an exception. Even Madiba will die. But the church must continue. Because the church is not Madiba. The church is the church of the living God. But you must always check. The pastor when he's around. The people that support him and that, that really are there. Is the people that have got the best interest of the church at heart. A person that gossips about the pastor will just gossip about everybody else. He he who gossips with you gossips about you when you are not there. Amen. Did you hear it? If you get excited to read him, my friend, tell me the news. After you are gone, news he or she is going to tell someone else. Amen. I've learned later early in life that somebody when they come to me and gossiping, when they leave I say, I wonder what are you going to say about me there? Amen. But we need believers of integrity. Believers that can encourage one another. That can pray for one another. Amen. And when you serve under a man's ministry, you know, uh, uh, maybe you might say, what inspired this message? I was watching a certain man. This man, he was, he was one of the followers of Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts has got a university. Oral Roberts a university. This man, he says, I think he went to that university to prepare himself for a spiritual leadership role. He says the day came when he left the classes. When he left the classes, he says the voice spoke to him and said to him, if I was to make you to serve another man's ministry, 
And through that man's ministry, you will touch so many lives. He says it made him to wonder. And he says the time came, I think I forgot the name of that evangelist. I think it was Dr... I will remember. Now, when this man came, and as he was preaching on the campus, he says the voice whispered into his ear and says, support this man's ministry. Through this ministry, you will touch so many lives. And he says, from that time, I served under that man. He preached to thousands and thousands of people. And it made me wonder how many people today can serve under a ministry and believe that God will use them as much. Look at Billy Graham. Graham. He was his chorus leader. Byron. George. And who was the other one? It was it was a Cliff Barrows. A Cliff Barrows. Cliff Barrows and Be- George Beverly Shea. Amen. They were the men that were with with uh, Billy Graham. From the early stage of the ministry until the late stage of the ministry. And they served under that man's ministry. And I, I think it was Cliff Barons. He says one day somebody came to him and said, you know, the, the people that serve nicely, a lot of times they are the victims of gossipers. How many men were saving under certain ministries? And the people whispered into their ear and say, You are being used. Imagine Joshua going with, with, with Moses. And people say, Moses is using you. He's just making you do everything. But they are robbing these people of an opportunity to be groomed into that leadership role. When the people said to that to, to this to Clive Barrows, and say, no, you need to pull away and start something there. He says, the man that came to me, I said to him, oh, because you want me to start there, I will get a quotation for the hall that you need to buy. I will get a quotation for the sound system so that you can buy everything. I will get the quotation for advertising of our meetings so that you pay for everything. And that man said to him, I can't pay for it. He said, if you can't pay for it, don't try to pull me away. If the people cannot pay for that, they must never pull you away. I don't know whether does it make sense. Amen. These things we see them daily. There was a brother that was working with Pastor Ngodim. And the men just groomed the, the men, the, this brother. And the people came to him. Angodima is using you. Hallelujah. And he believed to them. 
Amen. Today, where is he? Gone with no point of return. It's because people cannot serve under this day. The reason people cannot lead is because they can't follow. Have you got the courage to follow? Have you got the character to follow? And you know why you need to follow before you can lead? The following, the following assesses your character. Because power without character is demonic. A leader that does not have a character, I tell you, it will be a disaster. Amen. Amen. If you work, at work, and you run away from work, Amen. You but when and bafojara a time sheet. Eh, but when and when bafoja a time sheet kona lab. Can you, can you, can you work for yourself? Why sebenze la wenana? Amen. Because if you are used to robbing the employer, you will rob yourself even the day when you employ yourself. If you are not trusted as an employee, why do you think you should be trusted as an employer? If you are not trusted at the level where you are, why do you think you can be trusted on the next level? Hmm? Amen. Amen. Are we together? And if you, even if in church, if you are not trusted on a, a portion on your area of ministry, what makes you think that you can get into another sphere of ministry? Amen. And leadership is, you, you know, Jesus, I say he was my best leader. He says to the people, he multiplied bread and fish. And everybody was popular. The church, everybody was saying the church today was hot. Free lunch today. Let's go together tomorrow to church. When they went the next day, Jesus said, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are unworthy of me. And then, they, they, is it eight, 70 that left? 70, I'm sure. And say, Rena, we are not cannibals, we are living. Twelve remained. About twelve, When twelve remained, Jesus turned around. He says to them, why didn't you go like they have gone? Why are you remaining? Jesus knew leadership does not depend on followers. If you are a leader and you need to be feel needed in order to lead, you will be the victim of people. 
They say great leaders. Don't look for followers. Followers are attracted to great leaders. Are we together? But a lot of times when we speak about leadership, people think we speak about followers. Actually, you can't lead until you lead yourself. He who cannot lead himself cannot lead anyone. And people today have got personal crisis of leadership. But they want to lead others. If you can't lead yourself, you can't lead another person. And to lead yourself, it takes discipline. You must take yourself seriously before people take yourself seriously. I've seen people trying to lead without taking themselves seriously. If you take yourself casually, people will take you casually. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Does it help nothing? All right. God bless you. I'm grooming leaders. I see believers are surprised. Amen. And another thing, believers, when it comes to personal leadership, somebody says, never trust a person that doesn't have a watch. Because they don't take their time seriously. And they will never take another person's time seriously. Amen. How many of you have ever made an appointment with a person and then either they never came or they came very late? Brother Vino says, I've been victim. <laughs> they, they made an appointment with you. They came late or they never came. They came late. It shows, it shows they don't respect you. And did you wait for them? You confirmed to them that they must disrespect you. If they come late, they must not find you. Then they will take you seriously next time. Can you see, we, we reinforce how people should treat us badly based on our behavior. And for some reason, the black race think that they were born to be justified to be late. Amen. They think they were born to be late. And Maybe that's why we are almost 20 years behind. Because we didn't respect time. When you look at yourself, are you leading yourself in the manner that you think is satisfactory? Have you got 
a personal crisis of leadership. Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. Great leaders became great leaders because they led themselves first. Amen. We together, believers. You still love me. Amen. We're just saying the truth so that the truth should remain with you. In closing, the Bible says, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell on he fell on sleep. And was buried with his fathers. And so corruption. After he served his own generation. My question would be, how are you saving your generation? Before you fall asleep, how would you have served your generation? What are the things that God deposited in you that you must transfer to others? Are you transferring those things? As a mother, what are you transferring into your daughter? As a father, what are you depositing into your sons? What are you leaving as the sons that you were here in this life? And let me tell you something. The greatest way that you could be remembered, you need to produce people. You need to develop and lead people. You need to influence people in the right direction. And even when you are gone, they can say that woman that used to stay in that street was a great influence in this community. What legacy would you leave behind when you are gone? Because when you are here, you are born for a purpose. If there was no purpose why you should be born, you would not be born. But since you are born, why are you here? What are you doing with your existence? Because not long all of us shall lay dead in a casket. But what, what are the footprints are we leaving on the sense of time? That's the question. The most disappointing thing is to see men living irresponsible lives. Living like a vagabond. Amen. And when you are gone, even people struggle to know who was this person? Amen. Does it happen? If you were to write on your tombstone, what would you write? Besides rest in peace. 
What would people write about you? What would your family write about you? What would you be known about a person that starts things and never finishes them? A person that lived a life without purpose. A person that lived without a personal leadership. A person that never served anyway. The reason you come to this church, a church is a place where people must grow. This is a growth center. Amen. You need to be better than you were last year. That's the purpose of coming to change. And as a leader, there's nothing discouraging to see a man this year he's here. That year he's here. That year he's here. You need to grow. And I said, how do you know that you grow? Every new level brings the new David. If you keep on fighting the same battles, it means you are not growing. David fought the bear. When he grew, he fought the lion. When he grew, he fought Goliath. Are you still fighting the same battles? If you keep on fighting the same battles, that means the devil is undermining you. He has kept you in the same standard. Classroom. A classroom. Amen. And get somebody used to be in the same classroom for six years. But and the teacher asked them, What is one plus one? The teacher was What is one plus one? The teacher was like, Hey, I was like, 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 has the devil kept you in the same class? God bless you, Rich. <laughs> Amen. Let's just worship him. How many have learned something? God bless you, Rich. Let's sing a worshiping song, Bramton.
And it was a song that says, He will take away my pain. Amen. I'm told that Sister Sharon Lassimo had a neck problem. She couldn't turn her neck. When we sang that song on Wednesday, she was able to take turn her neck. I think it was Brother Kulu. His child was not well. But he just decided that let's go to the house of the Lord. A child that was sick. As the pastor, as Pastor Kumamutsu was preaching, the star child started playing. What is it? It is the power of God. It means when you are in his presence, you are in a realm where things are possible. As we preach, accept your blessings. As we sing, accept your blessings. I don't know, maybe let's repeat that song and say, He will take away your pain. Amen. He'll take the day
enojo. This pain away.
That say he will take the pain away. I am a witness. He took my pain away. He is an able God. We are not worshipping a stature. But we are worshipping a living God. Give us another worshipping song. It's in our nature to worship Him. He created the universe. Spoke things into existence. But there is one thing that He was unable to do. It was to worship Himself. That is the sole purpose of a human being. You were born to worship. That's, that's your eternal duty. Let's sing it.
We've been praising false gods that did absolutely nothing for us. Some we lost money on those false gods. Some we lost our goats and sheep. But through Jesus we live free now. Without money, without price. Let's worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Jesus Wonderful. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And with our eyes closed, if you want to be remembered in prayer, as indicated by raising your hand, you can only receive if you request. But this God, he says, is a Jehovah Jireh. He can grant whatever you need. Actually, he has created what you need. It is in his nature. Amen. God bless you. Dear Heavenly Father, here we are, Lord, after hearing such a wonderful way. You have descended, Heavenly Father, into our hearts, Heavenly Father, to talk to us, Heavenly Father, to realize, Heavenly Father, that we need such ministry of a man called Christ, Heavenly Father. That's why we are your followers, Heavenly Father, because to come to you, Heavenly Father, we don't need to have money, Heavenly Father. That's why we can say without money, without price, Heavenly Father, we will follow you, Heavenly Father. Nothing that is better that we have brought, Heavenly Father, but uh, thy grace has befell us, Heavenly Father. That's why we say we are glad for that blood that was shed on Calvary, Heavenly Father, because through it you can see ourselves, Heavenly Father. That's why you see us as clean as white as snow, Heavenly Father. We are thankful for the blood that was shed in Calvary. That's why, Heavenly Father, this uh, day, Heavenly Father, as the pastor has just brought this message, Heavenly Father, it is such a blessing in our heart, Heavenly Father, to realize that now we need you, Heavenly Father, more than ever before, Heavenly Father. This world that is falling apart, Heavenly Father, we see it is just falling and falling, Heavenly Father, just becoming filthy and filthy, Heavenly Father. But Heavenly Father, we still, Heavenly Father, thankful for your grace, Heavenly Father, to see that, Heavenly Father, once we are looking at you, Heavenly Father, accepting you, Heavenly Father, we stand and we show this world, Heavenly Father, that we are the children of the light, Heavenly Father. So as the light shines, Heavenly Father, we will shine for this world, Heavenly Father. Those, Heavenly Father, hearts that do not have a belief that God he is God is the creator of our lives. Let them see us, Heavenly Father. Whatever conduct that we are, uh, Heavenly Father, showing Heavenly Father, let them see that God is in us, Heavenly Father. Let us be the truthful and walk upright, Heavenly Father. But we know, Heavenly Father, to achieve all this uh, we need your grace, Heavenly Father. That's why we are raising the hands, Heavenly Father. We say, here we are. We are your followers, Heavenly Father. Use us, Heavenly Father, the way you want to use us, Heavenly Father. Let go, Heavenly Father, of ourselves, Heavenly Father, our pride, Heavenly Father, our wrongdoings, Heavenly Father. We need thy grace, Heavenly Father. Your hands are here, hands are up in the church, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, you are the citizen of the heart, Heavenly Father. You know each and every need, Heavenly Father, into the heart of the believer. That's why we say, Heavenly Father, descend and answer, Heavenly Father. Maybe there are those, Heavenly Father, that do not know you, Heavenly Father, this day, this hour, this minute, Heavenly Father. But we say, Heavenly Father, let it be, Heavenly Father, that they have had that touch from you, Heavenly Father. Let it be that, Heavenly Father, their heart did bend when the word was preached, Heavenly yes, Father. Lord. Look into them, Heavenly Father. Reveal to them, Heavenly Father. Confirm to them, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, our families continue to bless them, Heavenly Father. Give us strength, Heavenly Father. Let us not, Heavenly Father, sit home, Heavenly Father, yes. during the days 
of Heavenly Father meeting in the church, Heavenly Father. Mm. Let us, every time, Heavenly Father, we know that when this house is open, Heavenly Father, we will be there, Heavenly Thank Father, you, to Father. hear from you, Heavenly Father, to strengthen us, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, here is our pastor, Heavenly Father. Day by day, he's trying all means, Heavenly Father, mm. to give Heavenly Father the bright and the food, Heavenly Father. Mm. We know it's not an easy job, Heavenly Father. Yes. That's why I pray for him, Heavenly Thank Father. You, Father. I say, Heavenly Father, whatever that he's doing, Heavenly Father, preparing for the word, may you continue to bless him, Let Heavenly it be Father. So far. Give him more revelation, Heavenly yes. Father, so that he can continue to feed your bride, Heavenly Father, mm. so that this Heavenly Father assembly can stand, Heavenly Father. Thank Father, you, Father, and it can also be the light, Heavenly Father, to the community of Whitbank, Heavenly yes. Father. We are so proud of him, Heavenly Father. Mm. That's why, Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, we believe in him, mm. we'll be followers of him. Thank as God. long, Heavenly Father, as the command says, Heavenly Father, mm. he's still, Heavenly Father, not going to the left, to the right. Yes. He's following Christ. Thank we will Father. also follow him, Heavenly Thank Father. Father. Give him more that strength with his family, Heavenly Father. Yes. Bless each and every soul that is here, Heavenly Father. As we are going to depart, Heavenly Father, may you bless us, Heavenly Father. Give us traveling mercy. Bless our families, our children. Yes. As we commit everything in capable hands in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen.
song on Wednesday, it said, He took away my sins. Amen. Let's just sing that one. And then till we meet, just turn around and say to your neighbor, it was good to see you here in church. Hope to see you next week. Amen. Bless you richly. Hey!